Today's episode is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you can get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at podgo.co. And be sure to let them know that RJ from the Ringside Rant sent you and how you heard about Podgo in this portion of your application. Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. It's time for the great episode of The Ring Side Rant with your host from the hills of West Virginia, J.D. Justin Davis. And from Rochester, New York, this is R.J. On this case station, it's very expensive, but I'm going to spend some of it. One year ago, J.J. Dillon came to me, came to Flair, came to Tully. He said, there's a guy down in the Everglades of Florida with a fantastic body and willing to learn. A diamond in the rough. So what we did was we sacrificed our time, our body, to train Luger in the aspects of being a horseman. He came along real well. Well, Luger... For you to stand to the forefront, correct James J. Dillon verbally, then put your hands on him physically, you put yourself in no man's land, fella. What's happened? The four horsemen were here long before you came here. They're going to be here long after you leave. Now, you're the perfect physical specimen. You're the total package. But what you are alone is just another man. With the horsemen, you rose to greatness. Better than you could ever be by yourself. But the bottom line is, my friend, you want to find out how good you are, you're looking at the measuring stick. We're not going to draw straws to see who gets on you, Luger. You want to be the total package. You're no longer a horseman. I'm going to look you out of eye. We're going to find out. Don't cry about the game plan. The problem was the execution. The game plan was fine. You're not the athlete to pull it off like you think you are. You were coached by the greatest of them all, James J. Dillon. You were trained by the greatest of them all, Tommy Blackshirt, myself, Ric Flair. Any shortcomings you had, you had on your own. Now you want to find out if you're the total package. You want a full grip on what the four horsemen are all about. You're looking at the measuring stick. I'm coming for you, Luger. Don't be looking for me. That's it, yeah. It's Friday. It's 9 a.m. You know what that means. Another great episode of the Ringside Rant is with you right now. I am the man with the magical voice. He is the man, the myth, the legend, everybody's favorite referee. You know it. JD Justin Davis. What's up, man? Hey, how are you, RJ? It is a uh, pleasure to be back on the show this week. I got um, a lot of good feedback from last week's uh, Ground Zero show. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm fired up and ready to go on this one because we got a great topic this week, right? Yeah, a lot, a lot of good reactions. A lot of people going back and new, new listeners, new feedback, new questions this week for later in the show. 
so definitely thank you to each and every one of you that has interacted with us. Uh, you can do that by just simply going to the Twitter machine there. I am at underscore ringside rant. He is at JD2040. Uh, just interact with us. DMs are always open or just tweet at us and we're pretty good about getting back. Uh, yeah. Unless Justin's at a game or outside with his dog in the pool or. Well, I know this, RJ, when we when I first started doing this show with you. Yeah. Our questions a lot of times would be relegated to the devilish one, Devin Dowling. Yeah. And Money Mike. Right. And now our questions are definitely getting widened out to a lot more people. Mm -hmm. um and so i'm very excited about that that's awesome love the interaction guys like like he said our dms are open i will always answer you if you send me something devin dallin can tell you that um so just hit me up hit rj up and we will uh try to get it on the show as long as it's something bret hart related justin will take it every every day and take take that dm every day and twice on sunday if you send two Bret Hart questions, that means your questions will be the only ones asked because I'll go on so long that we won't have time for any. Yeah, he'll, he'll go on. He'll go on the run sheet that I send him through uh, Google Docs and he'll edit everything out and just have the questions there. He won't talk about anything else because he probably could talk to for about uh, Bret Hart for an hour and a half, an hour or whatever. Uh, but no, yeah, just thanks everybody. We'll, we'll obviously give all the deets at the end and all that crap. So, um, but Justin, let's this talk is... about the enforcer, not the little enforcer who is famous on this show and well, famous from top guy weekend, but well, let's little... talk about the real enforcer. <laughs> the little enforcer. So, okay. So would you want, okay. Who would win in a fight? The Ar- Arn Anderson, the enforcer or a, uh, Andre, the giant size, little enforcer. I'm going with Arn on that. I don't know. Little Enforcer has a lot of spunk. And if you put him in that big body, that that could be, I don't know. Arn likes to put people over. He might just, he might just put Little Enforcer over there. I don't, I don't know if he's all hopped up on flaming red hot Cheetos and some Mountain Dew. He could really. Or some something ass. that he, or some shots that he drank at Top Guy Weekend. <laughs> Side note here. Okay. I, I have to say this because this is going to get into the weeds and we promise we're not going to get into it that much, but he, before I think it was Saturday when everything happened, right? It's Friday night. Was it Friday? Night? Oh, cause it was yeah. karaoke. Yeah. And I think it was Friday afternoon. I, after I, we got back from the ball game, I saw him in the lobby and said, just said hi and chatted a little bit. And he's like, Hey, do me a favor, Michael, anything, Dave, what's up? He's like, uh, later we're at the bar and i go to order shots or people start ordering shots for me tell me not to take them <laughs> well you failed well I, well <laughs> i failed that's your damn sure you, you were the reason that this happened to Bonwater dave it's all your fault rj oh yeah it's my fault that he gets to get pictures taken with orange cassie and here's the thing he was doing the right thing little enforcer knew that you were going to be the sober one you don't drink yeah. so i can entrust rj no, mm. RJ's gonna Shivani his job like he fucking does everything else in his life. Well, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty much. But I'm like, and I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh crap. I'm like, I, I was being all social and stuff. I'm like, oh, where the hell? Oh shit, there's Dave. He's passed out. There's um, Dave over there doing shots with JD and uh, <laughs> Timmy C. And oh, so, so, so it's your and Timmy's fault. That's it. It's not know. my fault. I'm trying to think who else was there doing shots. Oh, it was Mike Hoop. That's who it's yeah. Mike Hoop's fault. Yeah, it was Mike Hoop and Pondwater, 
and I'm in line to get a drink and I see them getting shots and I'm like, well, hell, I'll get in on this. <sighs> Next thing I know, Pondwater's passed out getting pictures taken with fucking Orange Cassidy. And the fun, and he doesn't remember him. That's the funny part. And all, me and it, you have to run a recognizance mission to get his ass little ass up to his little well, bit. Was, yeah, it was me, you, and uh, and uh, <laughs> Anthony Pyers. And I'm like, cripe. I'm like, by the way, Pondwater said in reaction to our show last week, he said yeah. that we will never buy drinks again at one of these events. I don't know if he realizes he's going, what kind of hit on his wallet that's going to do to him. If he's well, giving me free drinks. Well, you alone period. I don't know. That's I know what I'm Anth- saying. Anthony he'll have, to, drinks, he'll have but... to take a second mortgage out through save with Conrad.com. If well, I fucking, well, he'll have to add another wink to the holiday Inn just to pay mm-hmm. for it, you know, just to get people to come he's in. He's going to but... have to sell a lot of Cheetos. That's all I'm saying. That's a whole lot of Cheetos. Actually, (laughs) side note, I had some Cheetos before we got on. The crunchy Cheetos, absolutely fantastic. The regular ones, but anyways, that's beside the point. They're not a sponsor. Speaking of little enforcer, we're here to talk about the main (laughs) enforcer. There we go. The enforcer. Thanks for for steering me back, Justin. Um, So, Aaron Anderson, he's turning 63 years young on the 20th of this month. And I figured uh, very near and dear to both our hearts uh, being uh, obviously a part of ad free shows. We get to talk to him on occasion on uh, some zooms, uh, obviously listen to his, uh, his show with, uh, with Conrad early in ad free. If you go over to adfreeshows.com, become a member. Uh, but he is low key. I, sh- I shouldn't say he's not low key anymore. He is legitimately the best, in my opinion, television champion of all time. And yes. I'm not I, I'm not just saying WCW NWA. I'm talking any type of television champion. No, ever. I agree. I agree. And I haven't heard a uh, discussion on on an alternative, regardless of no. company. But he's just one of those guys like my with gavin i do we're watching a lot of the old school stuff as they're going through that with uh, whw watching 86 now and i'm sitting there i'm watching it so i go back and i watch some of the older um wcw nitros when he comes back and he's reforms with the horseman all that sick daddy who's that guy who's that big guy Oh, it's that's our that guy with that pumpkin head. Yeah, who's that? Guy, who's, yeah, <laughs> who's that guy with the glasses and he's a little heavier? Oh, that's Arn Anderson. And he's like, yeah, he's he's so cool. I'm like, well, bud, you got to go back to when you know, back until when I was about two to three years old, and I wasn't uh, no knew anything, knew nothing about Arn Anderson. Yeah, and I implore everybody go back to the Peacock Network or whatever the hell it's called now. Um, you have to search it. The speech where he brings the Nature Boy out in 1998, and that's in Charlotte, right? Either that or Greensboro. Oh, it might have been Greensboro. It's I one of the two. It's Greensboro. Yeah, because when, I just when they it, yeah. bring Rick out and he hits himself in the head, like, oh, I forgot the most important part. <laughs> I, I know I've been yeah. I've been racked in my head a few times, yeah. but. Um, but yeah, you know, before we get too far into it, we, let's send it up to Rich because I know he's waiting in the wings right now. He's got, he's off I'm to sure my left. He's, he's about to jump off the bridge. He can't wait. Yeah, he can't. You know, it's like he's standing right over here eyeballing me. So I don't want to <laughs> make him wait anymore because he's going to beat me up. So the way he's been okay. losing weight, he's probably eyeballing you trying to find a piece of an oatmeal pie or something in the desk. Oh, well, those are in the freezer. But anyways, <laughs> I'll bring Rich in now. He can come in and uh, he'll, he'll 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 introduce us. 
Ringside Rant fans, it's the opening contest. All right, thanks for that, Rich. Justin, what better place to start than the beginning? I know we talked about um, his WCW run there uh, as later in his career before uh, I believe we're talking about his speech there with mm-hmm. uh, in 98 in 98 re- reunion with, of the four horsemen right it was him uh mcmichael benoit and and flair i think malenko was there oh malenko was there i don't know oh, if i don't th- i don't, I don't think, think mongo was mongo wasn't was at malenko. that point i think it was yeah. it was dean and chris and um Arn and um rick but do you think that that speech there before and we'll get back into it a little bit we're going to be we apologize. We're going to be probably all over the board with this, but do you think that speech was better than his my spot speech? Mm, yes. Just because of the time and just being 90. Cause, cause my I mean, spot, that was thing. later. That was like you 96. Know, yeah. Uh, that was 97 when he got 97. Hurt, early 97. Um, yeah. But you know, here's the thing. All you got to do when you ask these questions is watch the crowd. Mm-hmm. And the crowd was blowing their heads up when he was announcing Rick out there and he gave that speech with the reunion of the four horsemen. I'm sure one Miss Amy Vaughn, once again, like in a prior show, we may have needed to get a towel underneath her. Oh, uh, yeah. When, you know, uh, so that that just it got over with the fans man i know as a kid like i kept thinking i was in eighth grade i'm like where the fuck has rick been like i want mm-hmm. rick flair mm-hmm. why watch wcw if rick Flair's not there well, uh and yeah. when he you know i was psyched for that that was a build-up of i mean he had been fighting with bischoff for a year right or mm-hmm. damn near pretty much until because like when eight he, months when he or something yeah. he'd been gone a long time and yeah. it was like come on Get those horsemen back together. So, yeah, I, I would have to go with that. And it's just when in doubt, you can always rely on the horsemen. Bar none. Like the my spot speech was kind of sad because it's like, fuck, Arn can't he's, he's done. wrestle yeah. anymore. Yeah. So as far as like, you know, being excited about it, what was better? I like the, the reunion better. Well, they were both really mon- monumental uh, uh, speeches and mm-hmm. that's one of the things where and i uh, any workers guys gals whomever listening to the show now and don't know how good you're younger in the business you're younger watching professional wrestling go watch an iron promo we played one at the beginning of the show here but uh there isn't a bad iron oh. promo ever there if, really you wanna, if you want to hear some good arm pro- promos, go listen to Arn's podcast. Yeah, go listen that. to Tony Schiavone's podcast because both of them are covering 85 and 86 right now. Because Arn's doing 85 and, and that. I love yeah. that. And there just is a great Arn promo in every fucking show every week. Well, and, Sometimes and, two or three. <laughs> well, right. but And, and I think that's going to be a new format across the board. We'll go into this a little bit because... With the guys that Conrad has on ad-free shows. Wait is... a minute. I said Arn and Tony. Who's Conrad? What's he do? Oh, he's some mortgage guy from Alabama. Mm. It looked like he had dinosaur legs or like uh, 
you know, just like one of those ones that eat the leaves. You know how just there's no difference between the foot and the leg. The brontosaurus? Yeah, that's kind of what it looked like to me when I saw this guy at Top Guy Weekend. Huh. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd rather have, or would you say, uh, dinosaur I love legs? You, Conrad. I always got to dinosaur di- Dinosaur legs instead of dinosaur uh, arms, like Tony. <laughs> no, it was, yeah, it was good to see. I, uh, Tony was, he was having fun. You could see, especially oh, with Tony. Yeah. Especially with the Tony. chat, the chat with Tony the other night on Zoom on the, you know, first one since after Top That Weekend was really fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on but, the arm. But I'm back, back, what we're back gonna to talk arm. about? Let's talk about where he started. Well, he started training with uh, Ted Allen in uh, in '82, uh, and basically all over running up and down the the U.S. Independence '82 Independence man. That was just trying to think on how interesting everything, they are now. Everything was an independent, pretty well, much. It, but, I mean, everything but, was a territory. Well, it was a territory, and then there was territories within territory. Well, but then 82, we're not yet. Um, New York's not as big as it soon nah. would be in two two years in 84. Sheik, Hogan, Backlund, all those guys. Andre. I would say pro wrestling on its own isn't as big in 82 as yeah. it would be in 84 to 89. And he did end up going, and I ended up watching some of this stuff before the network switched when it was the wwe network and they before they switched to peacock is when they had the old school mid-south wrestling from 82 to 83 Mm -hmm. i hate Uh, that they've lost so much shit from the network like god i i want to go back that's the stuff that i want to watch because i've seen all the wwe shit i've seen all the wcw shit i have not seen you know mid-south or smoky mountain wrestling or whatever and that shit's gone now it's like what the fuck like well, you even, bought that shit for a reason play yeah, it but even go honestly and this is an, another shout out to to Poundwater dave go watch the wccw stuff out of texas because mm-hmm. you get to see these great feuds with the von erics and and, and um the, the free birds birds. um horseman and dusty gino hernandez and uh, that go out gino hernandez is one of those guys. I know that, he was more of a Houston guy for Bosch, but right. I think he ran over there. I mean, but he ran Jim Cornette, Jim, yeah. Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express started yeah. there. And it's just, Gino was just one of those guys. You see the dark side of the ring stuff and you see that side and you're like, just go back, throw them in YouTube, throw them in Google, whatever. Watch so underappreciated. Oh, by like, far. You know what I consider Gino Hernandez? Like a Davey Allison in NASCAR. Right. Someone that was fucking brilliant and died way too early mm-hmm. and uh if they would have got the full run of it they may have been one of the best of all time and gino hernandez is up that high for me can you imagine a gino and arn for the tv title having him go up north to mid mid uh mid uh, mid-atlantic with the can NWA? you imagine talk about the box of gimmicks right right can you imagine if gino got the mr perfect or not the mr perfect well he could have done well, he that. could he could have done that Yes, but I was thinking the model, the model with more of an asshole heel like Gino was. I think he could have got over big with that model gimmick. Well, I think with Gino, 
he could have made those two work so well, but he was just so good at what he did to just get fucking hated. I always thought and, Gino would have been great in the Four Horsemen too. Well, it could have been. He's you better imagine than Paul Gino. Ro- you imagine Gino Paul in the Four Horsemen though, like because Gino take- already he already had that gimmick. Like I've got the you know he kind of had the flair gimmick. Mm. You but know, who'd you I'm, take? But who would you take out though? Um, Gino instead of Barry Windham. Oh, or... okay, yeah. I but I I wouldn't take Tully or Arn out. I obviously you can't take no. Flair out. No. Um, but yeah, no, that, that would definitely, that would work for me too. Just taking nothing, obviously against Barry, Leave Barry but... Wyndham, a baby face and let him go off, like kind of take the Magnum TA spot at that time. Right. And start feuding with the horseman. But, mm-hmm. um, by mid 83, uh, we're looking at Arn going to uh Southeastern championship wrestling, one of the affiliates of the NWA and becoming the super, uh, Olympia, uh, working for the, uh, Ron Fuller's, uh, stud stable. I like I that told, gimmick, Super Olympia. I think you yeah. should wear a mask. It probably help your gimmick too if you covered yeah. that up. Yeah. Well, now that for work, I got to wear everything up to here. Anyways, I'm still fucking <laughs> uh, vaccinated. Thank but... God for thank God for Corona. Yeah, you're we right. Get to no cover kidding. up some of that mug. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> you can cover up my face, but you can't cover up my hair. <laughs> uh, but. I in my research, I totally forgot that he was part of Ron Fuller's stud stable. Yeah. And look at my and you can hear that on the mothership. We won't the mention super podcast. We won't we won't men- we won't mention that name, but uh but yeah, I just to be associated that early, just basically getting uh success after success after success. Um and he's always been said, Hey, I wasn't born to be a construction worker, I wasn't born to be a teacher or a doctor. I was born to be a professional wrestler. And those words just roaring superior just by going to his list of accolades. Imagine if Arn Anderson was your doctor. You come in here like, well, here's what we're going to (laughs) do. You know, like this guy's way too calm about my uh, cancer right now. Oh, see here, I get whacked in the brain too too often now. He starts beating himself up, but uh, he finds his way down to Georgia, right? Is that, yeah. Or no, actually, it's I think it's down on the beach where he starts out first. Sorry. Yeah, down, down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he starts tagging with guys like Pat Rose, winning the tag titles there in. Um, there in Destin and yeah. Panama City in that Panama area. City, and yeah, yeah. He lo- he loves Destin, and I agree. I've been to that beach. The water is clear as hell. The sand is white. Destin yeah. is a nice little vacay spot. I like. Yeah, it. I've been there one years ago before kids and all that stuff. My we went down there for uh, friends of ours' wedding. They got married right there on the beach in October. Well, yeah, October. They got married Halloween, something like that. Anyways, beside the point. Um. But yeah, it's just he's getting thrusted into this territory, um, early '80s, mid '80s. To me, Arn Anderson's years, basically like legitimacy from '80, I'd say late '84, early '85, all the way up to probably about '86 or '87. I think, just mm-hmm. because he's starting well, a down in i would go all the way up to 89 man because oh, but know, then we, we goes wa- up north we watched that shit with the brain busters 
mm-hmm. you know, when him and uh, Dax and Cash come and watch that match from SummerSlam 89, that's pretty top-notch shit. And Bret Hart does not suck, Timmy C. That's right. How and neither he. did Arn or Tolly or Jim in this match. But we'll get to a little bit more in depth later in with on with this with his with their their um, WWF run there. Mm-hmm. But they work so well with, as as those heels going against teams like you mentioned with the Hart Foundation, Brett and Jim. Mm-hmm. Um, and putting them with midnights, uh, even uh, not so much midnight. You'd see the midnights later on, when, before they went up north, losing the tag straps to them there in '89, and then just their feuds with Rock and Roll. They made the Rock and Roll Express look a hell of a lot better than they actually were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just amazing to see uh, this their whole association there. We'll get into it more, but is they're associated with Bobby Heenan then too. But before they go, obviously, up north in 89, uh, he goes over to to Mid-South, based out of Shreveport, uh, Louisiana. And he knew he wasn't going to be there for long. He had to. Just because of that territory... Um, with Junkyard Dog and with Bill Watts, it wasn't. We I don't think he was put in the right position. I don't think Bill Watts knew what he wanted he could do with him. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of it's something similar to what you see nowadays with the WWE and NXT is they don't know what the hell to do with some people, so they just put them to the side. No, you but I'll them, say this about his run there with Watts. Yeah, I think it taught Arn a lot. You know, Bill. Bill was Bill. Okay. And I don't agree with everything he says, but I think Bill taught Art a lot. You know what I mean? Just like he taught Jim Ross a lot. Yeah. He taught the, the skull and bones and how to get over and all that stuff, how to sell, you know, I, I feel like Watts helped Arn in this, even though it wasn't a successful, you know, what you would consider a big run there, but Mm -hmm. I think it helped him a lot in the long run. Yeah, I, I think that he got him on the right direction. I don't think he helped him as much as he, he could have in Mid-South. Uh, but in, let's say, I think at that time, probably spring, late, late winter, early spring of 85, he gets that call from JCP, Jim Crockett Jr., Mid, Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling. They're a little bit more south or north of here in the Virginias, Carolinas, heavy in the Carolinas, obviously. And by, like I said, by 85, spring of 85, what have you, they're expanding their range even more outside of the Virginias, Carolinas. They're not over there in the hills of West Virginia yet. So that's, that's soon to come. Um, they haven't figured out how to drive the ring truck up the hills. Hey, um, Huntington, Huntington was a big town, and Charleston <laughs> and Parkersburg, uh, that was a big, they were big towns for uh, NWA back in the 80s. Right. But they started to expand down to Georgia after uh, Vince McMahon purchased uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling. So they expand down to Georgia to get that stronghold um, and tr- try to get that 
that recognition down there. And then they notice um, they being um, the guys in the office of JCP, Jim Crockett Jr. himself, how I, I love this story and we can discuss it a little bit more in depth, but uh, the resemblance between Arn and Oli and mm-hmm. to put these, put these guys together, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they worked so well together. Both great workers. Forget about the stories you've heard about Oli. I don't care, but you get that style of like no nonsense bullshit they You're just right. go, they're, they're gonna go into the ring they're gonna beat the shit out of you legitimately their promos, their promos are similar right and i'm sure that arn would credit you know Oli because listen to some of this 85 and 86 stuff um mm-hmm. on the podcast Oli could give a fucking promo and it wasn't someone that's gonna scream their head off but the things he says mm-hmm. matters and i feel like that's how Arn always was. Like mm-hmm. Arn would get excited and yell sometimes, but he, you know, he wasn't. He could dial a, down. A he bit. wasn't a Hulk Hogan person right. or somebody like that that just goes off the rails on their promos. Yeah. Um, and Oli was like that, so I feel like Oli was a big influence on Arn and his promos, which yeah. that's a great influence. It's well, yeah, influence. But, you, but you can't go wrong with any of them, and you bring that up with Oli's promo style. It, it, Jake Roberts was the same way; he wouldn't, yeah, talk in the same monotone voice. He's not but yelling. Then, but then, when you like fast forward a year or so and put those guys with Rick in the Four Horsemen, that's perfect because their style is the opposite of Rick's, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it goes together because you let them go first and tell the like the real story, and then you let Rick go. I got the shoes and the six thousand dollars, you know, and yeah. that shit just mix, mixes well, right? But we start to see a lot of uh, success, even more success for Arn when he gets into uh, Mid Atlantic Championship uh, wrestling. Uh, by March of 85, he's winning the tag straps with R or with Ole, excuse me. Um, and just the highest of profile matches that you're having um, with, like I said, Rock and Roll Express. You're having matches, um, putting that titles against on the line against Wahoo and Billy Jack Haynes, Haynes excuse me. And the as much as the styles clashed between guys like that, especially with the rock and roll express more. So road warriors, guys like that, they, they could really have some stiff matches with. They helped the rock and roll get over more than they did in the Carolinas. Rock and roll express was probably one of the most over tag teams at that time. in the, you know, mid eighties there, as far as the faces go, because you knew you had the tag team there with the road warriors going up and down. They could, they could go either way as far as being a uh, 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 healer face, mostly I think. faces, but mostly time. faces. Yeah. There wasn't really a designated heel team, but then you have Arn and Tully, mm-hmm. Arn and Oli that, like you said, stiff as can be sometimes, but they could get over themselves they and they could get, get whoever they knew how to get everybody else over as well. The biggest thing they knew how to do was get heat. Oh, by far. And get heat in the right way. Not bullshit heat that you see now. Oh, yeah. Real, real heat. 
Yeah, not MJF. He fucking bastard. Um, Ooh, hot take. Go yeah, ahead. there you go. Anyways, <laughs> into the weeds on there. But no, seriously, I, I a lot of people will always say, "Hey, it's always been Arn and Tully, Arn and Tully, Arn and Tully," and I get it. I like it. But go back here to '85. Watch these matches with him and and Oli against these guys because they're just you can't you can't compare the two factions or two teams because they're different ends of the spectrum. Very different. Yeah. Very very different and different times too. Different body types, whatever. But when you're having matches with biggest stars. Like we, we mentioned rock and roll. We mentioned road warriors. They're having these feuds with dusty feuds with Magnum. Um, and Sam Houston. Uh, <laughs> Why well, he doesn't qualify in that category. He's still, he's still talking with his fucking promo now. Yeah. Uh, but Back in the my back in the back of my mind, I'm thinking when I'm watching a lot of this stuff for the first time because at this time you and I are only about fuck two years old at this time, mm-hmm. and we we never got it up north. I don't no. know about you, but we never, never got saw it. this. No. I never saw this until I got Peacock. Right, and that's why I like going back and like you I mean, said until I got the network. I'm so oh, that's how Peacock. The um, but going back and watching it now, and seeing it for the first time it's like god damn this good shit was so good now you're starting to see what they're doing you're starting to see teams like like ftr do stuff so many other tag teams demonstrating what's old, that. What's old is new again exactly when it comes to that just like yeah, my hair well and it just shows you the influence that Arn and tully and right you know that specific you know specifically Arn. right Arn was just um a perfect combination of both Arn was a great talker and a fantastic worker. And mm-hmm. Tully was too, honestly. But I just, I always dug Arn's promos more than Tully's. I just felt but, like they were more believable in some I, which way. I think with a tag team, such like guys like Tully and Arn, one guy usually can talk where the other guy just sits there. Yeah. Not, that, that's bad to say. Not just sit there, but kind of sit back and let him do it. I think that was how tully and arn complimented to each other so well was arn would talk arn was used to talking when his singles run tully didn't really have he did have that singles run there for the um well and he had a big tv title with magnum his, but but he had a big singles run in his dad's promotion right way before, so before that so, i mean he's he been around he knew how to give a promo right um so i just wanted to hit on a couple things before we go up to rich again but um by january i'm gonna get down here i got my going up and down of this freaking research sheet that i typed out but uh he'd start to have some single single success when in the uh vacant tv title in january of 86 and then simultaneously being one half of the nwa national tag team champions as well so they're strapping a rocket to his him and taking to them taking him to the moon, and rightfully so. Uh, and more towards the end of '86 here, um, the Andersons would start to align themselves very how, carefully with their with, cousin Rick, with their cousin Rick, and and and. Um, 
and, and, and excuse me, and JJ would come in later on, but, um, but you're starting to see that early incarnation of the horseman before, obviously before Tully got in there, but damn, man, like I said, 86 was the year of Arn, and I would like anybody to really tell me otherwise. Speaking of cousins, which I agree 86 was, but speaking of cousins, how many cousins do you think Rick's nieces and nephews have? Rick Flair? Yeah, his nieces and nephews, meaning how many kids do you think Rick Flair genuinely has that he knows about or that well we know how many he knows about i'm just saying there's i'm sure there's some there's some wild ones running out oh there's gotta be some flare kids out there that we don't know about there's gotta be yeah and uh no there has to be (laughs) all right they're wooing wooing up and down the streets or something oh yeah um but no yeah he it's like we said a part of these this horseman um faction they're starting to feud like with dusty again with magnum again road warriors and of course our name's the horseman too we should mention that that's pretty cool but and that's what gets him over even more when he starts to do this horseman thing and then by like we said 89 he's up north with with wwf at that time can i just say i've got to throw up the four with arn twice in my life one time with him and Tully and the belts at Starcast, throwing up the four with them, and then here at Top Guy Weekend, I got to throw it up again, and yeah. it's just fucking awesome to do it, man. And I was Arn. so pissed, I totally forgot. I'm like, it's one of those you're in the moments, and you're like, oh shit, I should. Probably... Oh wait, no, I forgot. God damn it. <laughs> um, but it would be a short, obviously short-lived run there in, in WWF in '89. Um. Yes. I know we got. I know we got but a, a great of... run. Oh, exactly. great, I mean, they were used so well. Vince threw them right at the top of the tag mm-hmm. team ranks, and honestly, that was some really good tag teams back then. You had the Bulldogs, you had the Heart Foundation. Um, mm-hmm. I think the Rockers were there. Yeah, the Rockers were there. Um, their demolition. Mm-hmm. There was so many good tag teams, and for Vince to just take them in and throw them right at the top and give them the belts and put them with Bobby, like. That's a big fucking push. Yeah. But but the, I think being part of the Heenan family really got him over even more as heels because Bobby was hated. You know, oh. he had guys like Andre. He had Rude. He had, um, I, I think we had one time he had King Kong Bundy, I think. And uh, got him over even more. And I just, like I said, we got a couple of questions about them and, the, and him and the WWF. So we, I don't want to go too far into it. We'll wait till mm-hmm. we get our collision of question answer asked. But he's a four-time TV champion. Uh, he would later go like 91, 90. He had matches in 91 with with uh, with beautiful Bobby. He had matches with uh, with Bear. He hit Barry Windham just those single runs before they reformed the four horsemen there. Uh, like you said, back there in 90, about 97, 98 there. Mm-hmm. Um, Had that great match with Renegade. Oh, Jesus. I, I wanted to go one show without mentioning him because I knew it was there. And it's just like, I, it's like, it's like wiping before you shit. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. But um, 
one thing that does make sense, we'll say, is going up to Rich Paladino right now and getting up Absolutely. us over to the Ranson Raves. Hey guys, the man with the magical voice, RJ, here with you just for a quick moment to tell you about a great sponsor, Every Plate. If you like food like I do, this is the go to for meal kit orders. Not only is it one of America's best value meal kits, but the recipes come together in about 30 minutes. Definitely faster than going down the street to the grocery store, getting all the ingredients, coming home, putting them together, and then eating them. It takes forever to do that stuff from scratch sometimes. But with every plate, uh-uh. Not only are they fast and easy to make, but they also come with easy-to-follow recipe cards and pre-importioned ingredients so you can spend less time prepping and cooking and, quite frankly, spend more time enjoying the good food with your family and loved ones. EveryPlate offers a changing menu of 14 recipes per week featuring a range of flavors and ingredients so you'll never, ever be bored again but quite frankly and let's be honest the affordability of these easy meals means more money left over to spend with your family on summer vacations on concert tickets pretty much whenever you purchase anything from every plate it's more money in your pocket that you can spend on your family and loved ones it's it's common sense folks but here's the real important part guys Head over to everyplate.com and enter the code RingsideRant199 to get started with EveryPlate for just $1.99 per meal. Just go to everyplate.com and enter the code RingsideRant199. It's pretty simple, guys. My family loves it. My family loves me cooking every night. And with every plate, I can do that and save money at the exact same time. So head over right now to everyplate.com and use the promo code RingsideRant199 to start saving today. Thanks to our friends over at everyplate.com. It is now time for Rants and Raves. Hi, Justin. Rants and Raves this week. Uh, we don't have a lot. We want to kind of dedicate a lot of this show to everybody that has been submitting questions, especially this week, too. We got a couple new ones. We'll get into it in a little bit. But we want to really dedicate a lot of this show to you guys this week just because of you know the dedication you've given Justin and I. Um, last couple of weeks with submitting these questions. So we only have a couple of rants and raves we want to get to this week. Um, and we pretty much can go pretty much talk about them for a while, a little bit anyways. Um, it's one of those questions we talked about Arn being one of the best stick guys out there. One of the best, if not the best TV champion uh, of all time. Um, modern day. I know you don't watch a lot of the current product um so we can kind of leave it within like probably within the last decade we'll go with that um of who you think is today's version of uh of Aaron anderson 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I know this is going to seem like an easy answer. Mm -hmm. Kind of Cody Rhodes for me. I can see that. I can I can see that. I can respect that. He gives a good, genuine promo like Garn and can work his ass off. And they're, they're about the same size. They're not big guys. Right. You know? Um, so to me, I kind of see Cody, a lot of Arn and Cody. I like, I see more Arn and Cody than I do his dad. You know what really? I mean? Like okay. his, yeah. his dad was, you know, that over the top, listen, baby, we're going to get here. Sweet satisfy, you know, and, Actually, we didn't talk about this, but when he got when Arn got to NWA, it was Dusty that called him into the office and said, "Go get over," mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I just don't see a lot of that extreme charisma in Cody. He's more of a straight shooter kind of promo, like Arn. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll get shit on for that opinion, but I think. Yeah, no, no, I, I get what you're saying. I got a couple guys in mind. I saw when I was thinking about this, uh, and they're and they're all from NXT and WWE, um, because I don't really see outside of that what you said about Cody. I don't really see anybody else, to me, anyways. There may be, but I don't see anybody else in AEW right now that can really can do that. Um, the two guys NXT currently that I see is uh, Tomasa Ciampa, who spoiled about him. Who yeah. spoil alert? I just got a notification as a new NXT champion. That's awesome. Uh, again, love that. Love never that. He, love he, that. he he never lost. He's a Northeast guy too. He's from the New England area. I'm a huge I'm a huge Ciampa mark. He's like one him. of those guys that, like Arn, didn't really have to say a lot let his work speak for itself in the ring. But when he spoke, you knew it and you respected it and you enjoyed it. Whether you, he was a heel, whether he was a face, whatever you respected it. Um, another guy there in NXT um, was uh, that, that reminds me of Arn is um, Pete Dunn. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the, um, uh, I'd say the best guy, one of the best pure wrestlers in the world out of the UK. Um, and he doesn't talk a lot. And he is the kind of guy like Arn that would literally pick apart a body part. He would pick apart your hand, then your arm, then your knee, then your leg, then your other arm, and just go all the way around you and just break you down before picking you up just to tear you down again. Um, and just, yeah. psychologically taking you down as well, like Ironwood yeah. with a lot of these guys. Um, and last, but certainly not least, this guy's always been on my radar for this type of uh, unsung heroes, we could call them, of professional wrestling is Cesaro. Oh, yeah, he's another one I love. And just... I'm a mark, I'm a mark for him, too. I, I don't know why I, I haven't seen if he's heard or whatever, if he, he's not on TV or what. I, I Honestly, I'm not watching SmackDown or Raw anyways. I didn't watch NXT. I heard SmackDown and Raw were both really good this week. Yeah. I haven't watched either one. But um, 
Cesaro, he's just got that background. You know, mm-hmm. was up and down the roads with uh, Claudio Casta, whatever the heck his last name is. We'll call him Claudio. Yeah. And uh, ROH overseas, all that stuff. And uh, yeah, just just knock it, knock out, drag out fights, man. And mm-hmm. that's what and, and if you guys think of anyone that you think, let us know. Yeah, or definitely. leave anybody out. And I'm sure once we get it, stop recording, I'll think of probably about another handful. Like, oh, shit, I should have said this guy or that guy. And then mm-hmm. and go out there, too, and play Fantasy Booker and see what you think, you know. Um, what we briefly touched on it as well is the um, comparing Arn and Tully or Arn and Ole. Mm-hmm. And... Ever since I made this run sheet for this episode, I'm thinking, I'm like, it just racking my brain over it. I'm thinking way too much about this. What, which one do I like better? Because they're both, they're both fantastic, bar none. Well, I'll go ahead and get my answer. Yeah, go ahead, yeah. And and you know that I tend to lean toward workers. Mm -hmm. And I like Tully as a worker better than Oli. And I love Oli. I'm not shitting on him, but I just, I like Arn and Tully better. I mean, I don't think Arn and Oli could have had that match with the Hart Foundation at SummerSlam 89 that Arn and Tully had. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for that reason alone, I'm going on Arn and Tully. Well, I knew you were going to go with Arn and Tully to begin with, and I'm sorry, Amy, but I'm going to go with Arn and, um, Arn and Oli. Just... Yeah. Simply for the fact of they only put Arn on the map, man. He put him on. He did. I don't think. And like we we talked about Oli's influence on Arn's yeah. promos, right. I think, and just right. and not only that, but getting heat as a tag team and keeping mm-hmm. someone in the in mm-hmm. your corner. And I think he learned a lot from Oli. Right. You know. And I don't want to go too far into it. It's or... so weird that their names Oli and Tully. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> You don't get like Mike or John Holy, or Joe. Totally. Uh, but I don't think that, and I hate saying this because I think he would have succeeded regardless, but do you really think without Arn, or excuse me, without um, with Ole and Flair, you don't think Arn would have gotten to the high level that he did? No. You don't think so? No. And I love Arn, but he just he would have been a mid card dude for a while and then who knows what happens after that he probably would have went to wwe and got given some shitty gimmick like the red rooster i guess he couldn't have done that and he don't have the hair but (laughs) you know whatever and then and then who knows i just i love Arn. i just think that the whole four horsemen built him to where he needed to go yeah because he had everything else he had the promo he had the work ability he didn't have the so-called look that you know vince mcmahon was a goddamn pal Mm -hmm. i gotta make him my world champion you know he's not gonna do that oh no Uh, and so and probably neither is jim crockett and so without the Without the Rick and the Four Horsemen Association, I don't know what would have happened. I, I definitely know this. It, he wouldn't have got to where he got. And no. I think Arn would admit that. Oh, yeah. And, and especially at that time, too, because you get that territorial wrestling, and you're going to you're gonna see a lot of people all over the place. Um, but one 
place, we're going to see Mr. Rich Palladino is at right the gym. It's at the gym. One, and two, he's <laughs> going to be in that ring very, very soon, uh, announcing once again. But for now, he's introducing us to our listener questions of the week. Here we go. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, is putting you in the center of this weekend's action. New customers can get a free shot at a $1 million top prize with their first deposit by signing up using the promo code RINGSIDERANT. Get in on the action now. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the NFL action like you never have before with a free shot at a million-dollar payday. All you have to do is download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code RINGSIDERANT. This week, new customers can get a free shot at the $1 million prize and compete for millions in other prizes across all contests. All you have to do is go and download the DraftKings app across all your platforms and use the promo code RINGSIDERANT. A minimum deposit of $5 is required. Eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. It's listener questions. All right. So what better way to start than with Muddy Mike? He is at Michael LMCL. Follow him on Twitter. His first question out of four this week is I had to cut it down. He gave me like 20, so I had to cut it down a little bit. He really Um, needs to start working more on that CPA job. I feel bad for those schools that he's auditing. Yeah, Go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> so, <laughs> this first question is what is one Arn Anderson feud we never got to see occur that you wish we could have seen uh, that's an easy answer Arn Anderson Bret Hart 1998 if Arn wouldn't have got hurt I'm sorry I love their 89 SummerSlam match and headphones. their tag team match I just would have liked to seen a little personal feud between the two both could give good promos. Both could work in the ring. It would have been a great fucking feud. I'm just saying. Okay. So there he was in WWE. We said 89. Mm-hmm. What other superstar in the WWF debuted around that time? I'll give you, I'll Dusty give you, Rhodes? Nope, nope, nope. Not 89. Close to it. 90. That was 90. Yeah. So... The Undertaker. And that was 90, 90. 90. That was 90. Yeah. If he would have stayed around, Arn, that well, is. Well, he gave Undertaker a fucking spine buster. But not in the 90s. <laughs> it was in that flair match in Houston. I, I love this. Or was buster. it Houston? No, Toronto. Yeah. Toronto. I mean, Arn, Arn could have sold for the big, nasty heel Undertaker at the time, but Arn would have had to be in the face. Well, that's a problem. Yeah. And yeah. you'd have to figure it out. But, anyways, I'm, I'm sure they could find some way of making that happen. Um, but yeah, I would have loved to see that Undertaker or even Christ, even I'll tell, you, I'll tell you another one I would have liked to see if let's let's make let's let's make believe that Arn and Tully stay. Yeah. And, and they break up and Arn becomes the face. 
How about Arn versus Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental title? That hmm. would be fucking amazing. That would that that would be legit. I, I, perfect, I perfect sell on that spine buster. Oh dude. my god! But if you go back, you can watch Michaels as part of the Rockers selling that. Can you, mm-hmm. Just get Michaels and him there and in, in the staying there in in the company. There's all kinds of really people, nice. man, that you can talk oh, yeah. about. I, I'd love to see Arn and Owen. I'd love yeah. to see Arn and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think that would be badass. Mm-hmm. All kinds of shit there. What's our second question? So our from second this, question from Money Mike. Fake CPA that doesn't yeah. even work. I, we've yet to see him work. So how is he really a CPA? <laughs> I mean, I see him on Zooms every night and he asks questions to every podcast known to man every day. So I don't know what the fuck he does. Yeah. But go knows. ahead. Yeah. Well, Money Mike, I, I don't feel the same way as Justin. You can keep on asking your questions. But anyway, <laughs> his second question is, who is in more danger of receiving a spine buster um, Arn's in-ring opponent or the waiter that hands him a double cheeseburger with extra cheese? I think there's the see, only one answer to this. See, this is why he has too much time on his hands. He's asking these <laughs> stupid-ass questions here. I don't think it's stupid. Stop it. Stop it, Mike. Stupid. Don't you live up to that heel persona? I'm about to ban your questions if you ask any more dumb-ass questions like that. What's number three, RJ? Mike, Mike, Mike. You can just send them right to me like you normally do. Justin doesn't even see them until I send him the run sheet anyways. And I purposely don't send him the run sheet until probably about two to three days. Maybe that two doesn't days. mean I won't shit on them and skip right over them just well, like hey, I just did. Hey, hey. What's number three? It doesn't make any difference. Thank you for your question, Mike. <laughs> I say it's a double cheeseburger, the waiter. Don't listen to Justin. Uh, this third question is if each had the opportunity, if you each had the opportunity, excuse me, to ask Arn one question about John Cena, what would it be? What do you say? What question? The John Cena. Yeah. What what one question about John Cena? Yeah, what would be your question? Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm, lying. <laughs> I'm asking you. Oh, what would be my question? I thought I'm like, I thought it was some sort of like you can't see me comment or something. <laughs> um how uh I, I, it's so hard. I'm like, how, not, not that, that's not the question. Um, how, how do you bat, or, uh, bag somebody like Nikki? Uh, uh, what the hell? <laughs> Nikki Bella. There you go. I don't know. That's, uh, that's kind of like an open-ended question. I don't really have really. I think my question would be this. If I had them together, I would ask Arn and John this at the same time. What was your biggest disagreement you guys had together when Arn was being managing, the, yeah or not the managing man, but the booking the agent for your matches because mm. there had to be there had to be some sort there of had to be some disagreements yes yeah, so i'd like to see wonder what the biggest one would be that would be my question all right I, that's a decent question money mike what you got last okay so his last one here it looks like it's a pretty good one he says do you believe Arn will be best remembered for his in-ring work or his time um, as a coach slash agent uh, in-ring work because yeah. no one knows what he did as an agent if you're only nerds like you mike and me and rj know that mm-hmm. he's an agent for years yeah so and a, and what, what will agent. he be remember once again a fucking stupid question what's next <laughs> get rid Christ. of mike i God. love to shit on mike rj you know that i don't yeah, sh- I know. notice notice how i don't shit on any of other question askers other than mike <laughs> 
you're gonna get audited one of these times and you're gonna really be begging him to help you uh, out and he's gonna well, say listen, and he's gonna say fuck you he won't have time to audit me because he'll be too busy asking some question to some random podcast on whatever when he's supposed to be working but who we got next asking jesus questions? christ we got coach rosie follow him at real oh, coach rosie coach rosie i saw him at top guy weekend yeah well, I, I and said, I saw him at the GCW uh, Effie's Big Gay Brunch, and he always got his ass kicked. Yes, I think he did. Yeah. Anyways, he asked, "What was our reaction when Art hit Taker with a spine bust at WrestleMania?" I loved uh, it. I, I absolutely loved it. In my pants. I mean, no, seriously, I, it was one of the best run-ins of all time. I, I legitimately it was about the same, and I I basically play it on a loop now. You can find it on YouTube. Just play it on loop. There's actually yes. a YouTube video out there that has Arn's basically every spine buster he's ever had. And it and listen, our you know, Rick has been in a lot of WrestleMania matches, a lot of big matches. This was the only one in WWE that Arn ran in, you know, and the, it was the only time that they kind of gave a throwback to the four horsemen in mm-hmm. a way. You know what I mean? And like, and the perfect guy to do it against was the Undertaker because no one expects Arn to come in here and just fucking spine buster the Undertaker. And for the Undertaker to take it and sell it, dude, I think everyone loved that. Oh, I think yeah. Everybody loved it. Oh, that. yeah. Without question. All right. So thanks, Coach Rosie, for that. Thank you, Coach uh, Rosie. Next person up is Top Gale Amy. Oh, Lord. At Amy RD underscore. Get 24. the towels out. Okay. Not the terrible towels. Fuck them. We 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 burn those, but the Hold other on. towels. I, I, I gotta get my, my cleaning lady. Annette. Yeah, no, th- those towels. No, no, no. Those are those are well oh, the terrible the terrible towels that beat the Bills ass this weekend and caught and kicked me out of my survivor league because I picked your fucking bills, you douchebag. Take that <laughs> bills stuff off your wall right now. Take it off. I don't want to look at it. Well, close your eyes then. Anyways. Back to the question at hand. Sorry, Amy. If Arn would have stayed in the WWF slash E instead of leaving with Tully, what kind of career do you think he would have had? Uh, partnered up with somebody else from the Heenan family or make a singles run? Um, we briefly touched on this. We kind of did. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's a hard one. Because you're asking me to get inside the mind of Vince McMahon in 19. Nobody can do and that. I don't know that I could do that. I or Bruce Pritchard, and I don't want to get in the mind of his anytime. Right. Um, <laughs> so, I, I don't want to. I, I don't know, Amy. I I don't know if they would have shit on him without Tully and just kind of made him like a Terry Taylor type situation there, or if they would have done what i ask and put him up against mr perfect turning face or i don't know yeah i don't know what i honestly don't know the answer to that i, I really think they would have let's say they keep him there tully gets suspended for getting popped for whatever he got popped for i think we're still looking we're still <laughs> looking the funny thing is with warlord and oh yeah hulk hogan and ultimate warrior and everyone there tully's the one that gets us yeah, yeah yeah imagine imagine that right <laughs> Uh, but say he stays there, Tully's out of the picture for the temporarily. We're seeing him staying with Heenan because I, I, I think so. I would think Arn would be smart enough to say, "Hey, I need Bobby because I can't 
necessarily well, do it on I my don't own think all R the time. needed Bobby. He didn't need Bobby for promos. I think he just needed Bobby for clout. Well, right. No, no. And that, that, that's what I meant. WWE fans. You know that's what I mean? meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. But I still say I'll go this along the same lines as, okay, let's let's see him. He was a U.S. or, uh, excuse me, uh, TV champion. Let's see him as IC t- champion go mm-hmm. against, like you said, perfect. That's funny, Hard. though. I, I thought about that earlier. He never was United States champion, was he? No. And that, to me, that's weird. Like, he should have been the U.S. champion at some point there. Right. So, segue to that, um, Keith from the Mixed Tag Podcast uh, asked something about the IC Championship. He said, uh, Arn has said uh, TV title was his world, world title. But let's say he got the IC strap during the WWF tenure. Who's the best babyface option for that feud? I already answered it. Bret Hart. Yeah. I think... I'm telling you, man, I think a Bret and Arn Anderson match at like SummerSlam or something would have been awesome. So how about would've this? This will be a shot. Another shout out to uh, Ponwater Dave. What about Kerry Von Eric? Yeah, I thought about that too. I, I think that's the more natural rival for him. I there. think because they have that history and that honestly in 89, 90, 91, we'll yeah. say he's there permanently until then. Honestly, Kerry not a lot Von of people Eric, know that from back in WCCW and the yeah. NWA. They don't know about that feud that they had. When I thought, when I saw this question, Carrie's name was actually the first name that popped yeah. in my head because I'm thinking 90, 91. Yeah. What babyface Intercontinental Champion? Well, Carrie Von Eric and yeah. him and Arn, you know, they, they could have worked. They already had and yeah. they, they would have worked fine. And I, I don't think, uh, we, you could have seen them turn Arn to a baby Ricky face. Ricky Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat's another yeah. one. Yeah, but I don't think he had the strat. I think he was the fucking uh, the dragon no, he, at that no, point. No, yeah, you're right. And I think but 90, I, 89. But I, but I do think it's bullshit. They could have put this thing on Ricky. Oh, no, uh, I, without question. Again. Yeah. They didn't. But, you know, that would have been cool, too, to see Arn and Ricky Steamboat, honestly. Mm-hmm. That would have been a great match. I don't think I've ever seen that singles match, and maybe it's happened in NWA or something, but I've never yeah. seen it. I would like if they ever did wrestle, someone let us know on Twitter because I'd like to watch that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So thanks to uh, Keith. Oh my God, Ed- we got Eddie Prather next. Oh, our boy. Eddie, his uh, top our guy. Our boy heel. Eddie. Thank you, Eddie. Man, thanks for sending in a question, and it was great meeting you in Chicago. Yeah. He, I'm sorry uh, you had to travel all that way with coach rosie yeah that, that's gotta poor, be terrible poor guy that's that oh. that that makes anybody a heel if you ride with him <laughs> for so long uh but he he asked uh should arn had uh had a run with the wcw heavyweight title when rick was in the wwf so um, that was time frame that would have been yeah late 91 you know early 92 my immediate thought was no but then thinking about the people that kind of got the belt at that around that why time, not? like, yeah, why not? That's exactly right. So I would say yes. <laughs> and I, and <laughs> I think here, I think here's where WCW and, and uh, Jim Herb fucked up mm-hmm. when you lose flair. Okay. I understand the four horsemen can't be what it was, but now you can cut a promo and be like, he's a traitor. He took our belt. This is the real four horsemen and have JJ and, and try to bring back Tully. I would have brought back Tully at that time and then have like Barry Windham 
and Arn and make Arn the fucking leader of it. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been sweet as hell. No, that that would definitely would have definitely worked. Worked. Excuse me. Um, all right, so Eddie, appreciate that. Go give him a follow at top underscore guys underscore heel on the Twitter gimmick. Uh, next group of questions comes He's from the heel, devilish one himself, devilish Devin Dowling Ooh. at Devin. Well, I thought of another a- name for him. I was thinking about this. 19. You know, um, what about Darling Devin Dowling? Yeah, but he's devilish though. I don't. He's not really a darling. You know, I think that. I know. Well, that that's your first mistake. You're thinking. I, I try to think, but nothing hey, happens. Hey, you're the looks of this podcast. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the brains. You guys don't know that. That's an old. Uh, yeah. Uh, Three Stooges line. I try to think, but nothing happens. Anyways, what's Devin? What's the devilish one got for us here? He's got two. He's got a good one and uh, well. And a good a, bad one. That's and a bad one. 50 50 ain't bad. Yeah. So he asks if Arn wasn't forced to retire into retirement in 96, what impact could he have had on the 2002 and plus WWE after the buyout? Um, I think you're going to see him basically do what he did, you know, being that he probably would have retired in like. 99 instead of 97. Yeah, I think you're still seeing him do a couple matches here and there. I'm trying to get these younger guys over, guys like Owen, guys like Shamrock, guys like Jarrett. Mm -hmm. Um, And that would have been cool if Arn could have been in that intercontinental mix with all them. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Right. Um, D'Lo Brown, Um, The Rock. Yeah, get get that kid up. Imagine Arn and The Rock. That would actually be cool. Actually, talk about a dream match we were talking about earlier. Arn and The Rock, man, because mm-hmm. Arn would sell like shit for The Rock and The Rock would sell like shit for Arn, too. It you would mean, be good. You mean Dwayne? Dwayne Johnson, that's right. Yeah. So, no, I, I think you're going to start seeing him. I agree with you on that, where you're going to probably see him retire, give him another three, four years. But then you're going to see him go back to the, you know, agent booth. You know, he's starting to be agents for ex certain wrestlers. Oh, um, we're going to go into the weeds real quick. Okay. Uh oh. What is your feelings on his firing of the WWE? I think rumor innuendo has it was I believe someone it was went out. F- someone went out with some alcohol in their system to the ring, and yeah. Arn got the blame for it because he was the agent of the match, pretty yes. much, right? Mm-hmm. I think any way you look at it, it's shitty that they fired him for that. It is, but. Arn being the professional that he is and was and forever will be. He was the agent. So I, and I'm not speaking for him. This is just strictly my opinion. I think he felt responsible for it. So he wanted to take the blame for it and get fired take instead the, of her. Take the heat off of her. Yeah. Right. Um, I think it worked out pretty well for him. Yes, it did. And not so much for her. Thank God he got this job with that uh, Alabama dream, making some extra money on the side. Well, he's probably, uh, he's probably, he's probably sure making Arne selling is, mortgages on the side or something. Listen, if I know Arn, Arn is not one of those guys after about 1988 that goes and spends money on stuff that he shouldn't. No, Him right. and his wife have been married for years. They've been living in the same house. I'm sure Arn is fine. Oh, yeah. What's our uh, next uh, question? He here? asked, is Arn right 
cheese doesn't belong in a burger? Uh, no, he's fucking wrong. And he's as wrong as he's ever been. That's ridiculous. No. Cheese and a burger. If you give me a burger without cheese, I'll throw it in the trash. You better give this motherfucker double cheese. Motherfucker. Double cheese, double onions, motherfucker. Now, I'll make a I'll make a side note on that. Cheese and a sunny side up egg. Yes, I'm for it. Now, I and know mayonnaise. I was just joking and about the No, well, now you fucking oh, fuck just you. killed yourself. Yeah, well. Mayonnaise is the devil's condiment. First of all, it's a shapeshifter. When it gets hot, it turns translucent. It's weird. And I ain't putting that. I hear it called food glue. I don't need glue on my food. Get out of here, mayonnaise. It is my most hated thing ever. I hate mayonnaise. So I I do believe that we can put some extra cheese on on a burger. But if there's a drop of mayonnaise on it, throw it in the trash. All right. So you said you hate mayonnaise, right? Do you, do you eat tuna fish? Yes, and here's what I'll do what's, with that. What's in what's in there? Not Are you mayonnaise? talking about my tuna fish sandwiches? You, I, tuna here's fish, what I'll whatever. Do. Here's what I'll do. I'll drop a a couple drops of mayonnaise in there, and then hit it with the brown mustard, and just not have it be very much at all. And then I can eat it on some toast. That's how I do my tuna fish sandwiches. And some salt and pepper and some and they, hot sauce. You don't like mayonnaise, and they call you a redneck. Dude, mayonnaise is awful, awful, Jesus awful, awful. That, that's like against the redneck code. You're supposed I, you know to what? like mayonnaise. I, I'll tell all of our f- listeners here. I almost said fans. There's no fans of us, but <laughs> listeners. To Not anymore. <laughs> um, I, I mean, God, mayonnaise. Mm-mm. This is a good end well, so I'm just going to move no. on, to be honest yeah, with you. I, I, listen, I can go all night on this. I was about to go into a rant, and I decided not to about yeah. mayonnaise. Yeah. I'm just saying, that shit, anything that shapeshifts when it, I mean, it's not right. What's wrong with just some brown mustard on a sandwich? Why we got to put fucking mayonnaise on there? I, 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 oh, I, I, now I know what I was going to say. Potato salad, ham salad, egg salad, bologna salad, whatever the fuck salad you want to make. You know what it is? It's another word for mayonnaise. I'm out on all of it. Throw it in the trash. I'm so disappointed in you this week. I don't know. What's our I don't, next I don't, I don't understand you anymore. Jesus Christ. But yes, cheese should be on a burger. I usually agree with Arn Anderson on most everything, but I, I got to jump off the ship on this. Well, we might as well jump off the ship to another question because it's not going to end well. Uh, and we're not going to end before midnight. I feel, I feel like Money Mike I feel like Money Mike would eat his burger without cheese too because he'd be like, well, it makes my stomach upset. And I can't get the cheese all over <laughs> all my paperwork. It's gonna dribble all over the cheese, and I yeah. gotta get a napkin. You know who? You know who he is? He's our uh, Clint from Hershey. Oh yeah, <laughs> without question. Uh, so we got uh, two more questions. We got two of the first time, first time callers, long time listeners. 
I guess, is uh, Peteopolis. Find him on Twitter at Peteopolis, who another man I met in Chicago as well for the first time. Uh, he asked, this would only happen in a video game, but who's your pick to win a war games match between Arn and the Horseman with Wyndham versus Arn and the Dangerous Alliance? I'm going Dangerous Alliance. Anybody that's got Rick Rude is badass. I'm going Horseman just because he said with Wyndham, if he they would have said it with anybody else, I think Wyndham compliments him more. If you have to go against guys Steve like Austin. a record, Steve Austin in there too. Well, stunning Steve Austin. You got to be sure <laughs> this isn't stone cold Steve Austin. All right. We'll agree to disagree. I, I don't know. I just felt like the horsemen always went over and like the, the Alliance were always kind of more like badass. So I right. go, I'm going Rick rude, man on that. Of course you would. All right. Thanks I for that. Me. You guys know Rick Root's <laughs> the best heel of all time. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Of course he is. So thanks for that, Pete. Our last question comes from when, Mike Hoop. Had, did you ever see Rick Rude be nice to anyone in your life? Mm, or be guy, the, any or, or try to portray a face in any which way in his whole career? No. No. He's a fucking great heel. Go ahead. What's what? <laughs> Who we got? Mike fucking Hoop, my bro, who I got to talk to at Top Guy Weekend, and him and I had some shots with Pondwater Dave that eventually caused him to go comatose. What's Mike got for us? Well, my my Ruby in Chicago asked, uh, assuming Orange stayed in the WWF in 89, um, do you think there might be a, would have been a face turn, and would Tully be a long um, alongside, or were they a feud at to assuming that Tully stayed too? So I'm assuming he's saying, Hey, Aaron and Aaron stays in 89 and Tully stays. Do they stay face? Or uh, they... Okay. So I'm going to say you're going to keep him with Bobby until what late 89 or early 90, whenever Bobby. Well, right. no, I think you can keep him with Bobby through 90 mm-hmm. in the early 91. And then do the breakup, just like the Rockers. You know, I don't think that, uh, you know, Arn's going to send Tully through the barbershop, but somehow break it up. And mm-hmm. to me, I think Arn could be the face and Tully be the, the bad guy. But, oh, yeah. And then after that, you know, we've talked about that. I don't know. The one thing Mike is bringing up is something I've thought about a lot. I wish that Vince would have just not you know paid Arn and Tully whatever he said he was going to pay him and Arn when they got pissed and left because I feel like there was still a lot of left meat left on that bone in WWE mm-hmm. and I think that's what I think that's what Mike's getting at here I you know and I thought about this too and I like this question so thanks for this Mike um I think they should have stayed get give him the just do that's what that's what they at least deserved um if they both stayed, I would have rather seen one of them be a face, one of them be a heel, preferably have Tully be the face and um, R&B the heel, uh, and then just have them go at it. You know, have them yeah, one of these. That's how of- you start. That's how you started off. Yeah. And then you honestly you started off like uh, what um, uh, Nikita and Magnum had with the best of seven series. You could have that go all year long, you know, mm-hmm. and to have that booking, you say they're in 89, 90. Fuck, man, especially in the WWF, kid, that would sell hand over fist. 
But anyways. Thank, thank, thank you, Mike Hoop, for sending in a question and listening. We appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Now so, we're going to my favorite thing of the week. Well, first, I want to say thank you to all the listeners yes. that asked us questions this week. Now we can go to your favorite segment of the week. Uh, we're going to add two more to our uh, list of wrestling entrances uh, to go over what we have right now. Um, I don't know. Actually, the listener questions this week might be my favorite question. Uh, well, right, well, because they were, yeah. they were pretty on this week. Well, then you got other the, than money, Mike. Of well, course. there you go. Then you get to shit on him. Um, so as of right now, these are our standings right now, Justin. Uh, Steve Austin is leading the pack. Then the NWO. Then Undertaker. Bret Hart. Roddy Piper. Rick Rude. Shawn Michaels. And we round out at Owen Hart as the, the Rocket. Rocket. And I hate uh, that Owen's music is last because Owen's music is fucking great. I love that. I, 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 spoil alert! I real I'm really positive. Uh, my selection, I strictly did it so Owen wouldn't be last this oh. week <laughs> because I I oh, felt the yeah. same okay. I felt the same way because I didn't want Owen to be last. <laughs> so, but you want to start with mine this week, or you want to go first? I'll, I'll let you roll. God damn it. Beer in cans, motherfucker. All right. I I can't do any more. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's, like I said, that, that was the only reason why I basically put him last because I really didn't want to deal with it. Oh, dude. And I didn't want there are to be some last. People, and I just want to make everyone aware. There are some people in this world that think that that song is better than Real American. And Cody Rhodes and uh, whoever else thinks that opinion can go fuck yourself because you're you're really deranged and you need to go get help. So note to self, everyone, I did not hear the beginning of that sentence because I was a moron and muted my volume so I couldn't hear Justin. Normally you would think that would work, but when you're trying to figure out what the hell he's saying and all you see is his mouth moving, not a good reaction. But anyways, I'm pretty sure that you probably just crapped on that whole thing and I appreciate that. I just crapped on Cody Rhodes. I said, if anyone like Cody Rhodes thinks that that song is better than Real American... They yeah. should really go get checked out by a psychiatrist. I think he's been hitting the head too many times. <laughs> I, think, mean, I, think that, I think that um, I think that, that chair song shot, is fucking terrible. I think and that I chair love shot you, from Jimmy Hart, and I I know you wrote it. That's a fucking terrible song, baby. Yeah. So that chair <laughs> shot from Sean Spears on Cody Rhodes probably really knocked something loose. Um, yeah. So. Without further We're, ado, we can go ahead and rank that last, right? Oh no, I, I I already put I already put it on my list as last, so I didn't have to go <laughs> okay. last. Um, Thank God. So uh, we're gonna go next with yours.
we'll get a cease and desist order or something from everything. So love that song, bro. I that it's was just so simple but so good for a heel team. Just but you don't need to have and the horses coming in at the beginning. Oh, is awesome. but, but you don't need to have a song like a demolition song or the road warriors where you need those the strong, the heart, strong the heart foundation that dun, 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 you know, you, yeah. you don't have to have yeah. Short, There's another sim- way. This yeah. is the way. This yeah, right. Is the other way. Right. Short, simple to the point. Uh as honestly, as far as rankings, I I I'd say it's top five. I don't it's not definitely not bottom five, I can tell you that much. I don't know how high you can really put it. Can you read us the list one more time now okay, that we so, have Hogan at the end? So yeah, right. So from one to the from the top to the bottom, we have Steve Austin leading the pack, NWO black and white, Undertaker, Bret Hart, Roddy Piper, Rick Rude, Shawn Michaels, Owen Hart as the Rocket, and Hulk Hogan's WCW theme. Okay, I think I know where I want to put it. Okay, where do you think? I want to, I want to put it right either above or behind Rick Rude, right in that area. I, see, I thought about that, but putting it slightly above him, between him and Piper. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was even thinking about him going as high as five between Brett and Piper. So uh, I can I can put it. Horseman would be five. I can put it above Piper if you want to. I can do that. I just I I just think it's a little bit. It's a a lot of heel. A lot of heel music gets underappreciated. Yeah, because you can't have like psyched. It, you can't have music like psychs up the crowd as a heel, right? Yeah. But this music doesn't psych up the crowd, but it's just fucking classic. Yeah. It's classic shit. Man. All right. So we'll put it at number five uh, right now. Obviously, things will change uh, going I forward. Think, I think the horses trop, you know, galloping that gotcha. in. That, that, gotcha. that, that kind of does something for it. Oh, yeah. Without question. Um, So our list going into next week, we now have 10 on this list, Justin. Yeah. Well, it's growing. So, um, I was going to make a comment, but I'm going to take one shot. <laughs> it's not um, growing here, but it's growing there. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Anyways, I'm dying. Um, so we got number one, Steve Austin. Number two, NWO. Number three, Undertaker. Number four, Bret Hart. Number five, hey, man. Number five, The Horseman. Yes. Number six, Roddy Piper. Number seven, Rick Rude. Eight, Shawn Michaels. Nine, Owen Hart as a rocket. And last, but certainly deserved least, (laughs) Hulk Hogan, WCW. Come on, Cody Um, Rhodes. So anybody, I think we're getting on a routine now where we're pretty much going to try to get music from that said era if we're doing a certain talent like we did this week with Arn. Like what we've been trying to do is kind of match it up to said shows or that person's era or mm-hmm. whatever so you know uh, yeah yeah so before we get into our plugs for next week you can follow us on twitter at underscore ringside rant and at jd2040 uh subscribe wherever you get podcasts wherever you're hearing this subscribe 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 uh shout outs to the shining wizards wrestling network full press coverage uh wrestling with johnners as well as the visionaries global media for having us on their networks 
No great doubt. to be a great, great to be a part of that. A uh, shout out to JD Hoop for the uh, show art. Uh, yes. Shout out to Ravenscraft for the theme song. Uh, Rebel, go check them out on online. Shout out um, to Conrad Thompson for doing uh, Top Guy Weekend. Amen to that. <laughs> amen to that. We'll talk about that again. Uh, merchandise, go over to ringsiderant.whatforapparel.com. Check out our new shirt designs over there. I wore one to Top Guy Weekend. Frank Bruin and I both matched. Uh, yeah. Shout out to um, Money Mike for asking shitty questions again this week. You got to shit on it. Jesus Christ. I, get, well, I, I had just a little bit left in the chamber. <laughs> Apparently, I thought you'd use it for Bret Hart reference, but um, I think no, this yeah. is. Oh no, I I can't say that. I almost said this is the first show I didn't get a reference in. No, but you did. did. No, you did. <laughs> no, you did. Um, but no, seriously, thanks everybody for tuning in again this week. Next week, Justin, uh, we're gonna go old school. We're gonna stay in 1986 for next week. Um low-key one of the best years in professional wrestling nwa and wwf is which where we're going saturday saturday night's main event seven uh, it's my obsession it's your obsession where you want me to be i love that i love that obsession intro for saturday night main event back in the day man that was awesome and I thought, and I thought we'd get away with you not singing this week. But I, I guess finally we got wrong. a couple. I finally got a couple notes in. Uh, just, just. But a yes, few. I'm super excited to talk about Saturday Night's main event. Man, I loved that as a kid. You know, yeah. So did I. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. But this is gonna. This is kind of weird because if you guys want to go watch it on the Peacock, it is um, on there as airing on October 4th of '86. It got recorded taped whatever on september 13th of 86 so if you want to watch this before next week which you certainly can um in preparation for it it is october 4th of 1986 and you kind of have to go looking for it it's not really accessible i had to actually remember how to get to it myself um because fucking peacock sucks um what do you say about sucking the cock it sucks. Oh, okay. Wait. <laughs> God damn it. Anyways, can we, can just, we're just going to close. We're out of time. <laughs> the tapes, the tape recorders are the rolling. We're just rolling. God damn it. Oh, yes, son of a bitch. I got to stop recording. Um, but seriously, though, we appreciate everybody for tuning in this week. Uh, get your questions in uh, to our DMs. Um, if you want to ask us questions for Saturday night's main event seven, um, honestly, go throw in the Google machine too, because you can get your card. It's headlined by, by um, Hogan and Orendorf in a classic match. We got a couple good matches yeah. on there too, but go over, check that out. Any questions about any of these guys um, or any of these, this, this event, certainly let money, us know. Money Mike will have to do his research because he was about 20 years in the womb at this point. So yeah, uh, he's negative 20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, thank you, Money Mike, for uh, for <laughs> asking questions this week. Don't pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. That is Justin Davis. But um, seriously, Justin, you got anything else uh, before we close shop? Or? Um, I would say go Reds, but they suck now. So um, go Bengals. They're undefeated. Mount up. Mount up. Yeah, Bills they Mafia. Suck. They suck. Bills Mafia. <laughs>